ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me, as always, my awesome co-host, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And if you are watching on video, you see we have not one, but we have two guests. We have BC Hunter and Jay Myers from the, I was going to call it the Wrestling with the Truth, but now it's Wrestling with the War. It's a little of both, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I, not at I, all confusing. I, uh, <laughs> the, the audio podcast has switched to Wrestling with the War to fit with the theme we're going. But right, technically, right. we still have the YouTube channel, which we're just leaving as Wrestling with the Truth at the moment because it's more general stuff, really. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I've, I've been I've been digging listening to it, too. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say, but it did it did garner lots of discussion when we went back and forth. But uh, yeah, we're we're kind of we've got lots of plans going forward. So maybe it'll switch from after wrestling the war to something else. So we'll, yeah, uh, the the audio gives us lots of options. Wrestling with unemployment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the, you know what? You're actually the perfect guest for the show because uh, when we were on your show, the wrestling when it was wrestling with the truth back in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had a discussion of why we are fans, and and I heard of Dwayne. I was like, you know what, we could do a series just based mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, you know, so you're actually the uh, the fourth one so far that we've done nice. with this. Uh, we've had some really good episodes so far, and then I think this one will also be really good because we had fun on your show. There's no reason for us to not have fun on this one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but go ahead and you know we're, we took this inspiration from Ted the Hillbilly Hill, you know, the Podfather of our guests telling how to contact them because we discovered some people don't make it to the end of podcasts. We want to know how for people to enjoy your show as well. So go ahead and, and tell us how do we get a hold of you and how do we watch your show or listen to your show? Well, I'm, I'm going to defer to BC. On that he always does that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is going to get confusing, but here we go. So um, yes, as we mentioned, the, the, the audio podcast, which is available on everything, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your audio, audio podcast is now called Wrestling with the War. Um, it, so you can find it there when you're looking it up. We're covering, uh, you know, of course, the uh, the Monday Night Wars um, between uh, WCW and WWF. It's been really, really fun. We just started, and we're already having a blast doing it. So, And it's one where we're hoping, uh, because we're focused on that, we'll get more interaction from people to join in and just maybe watch some of the stuff and then comment on that stuff as well. But um but as far as our socials and stuff like that it's all still the same it's it's at wwtt pod for uh for twitter for instagram it's wrestling with the truth on facebook um if you want to get a hold of us in questions in regarding the uh the actual podcast um probably best to use my um my email address it's just uh bc hunter wwtt at gmail.com um other than that also we have the youtube channel which we're really trying to to promote because we're slowly, slowly getting up there. We're, I just noticed today we're up to 177 subscribers. So we're looking to get That's to that. Good. The first mountaintop is the, is the, um, you know, the, uh, the hundred when you get that mm-hmm. handle, which you guys, I know you guys hit that. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, now we're trying to get the 500. So we get that community pages. I think that's where we'll have some real fun where we can actually mm-hmm. chat with people on there. I, I, I think that's, that's where it really takes off for you when you get that interactive stuff. And then after that, it's all gravy really. But, uh, but yeah, check it out. We do, um, we do, we release some of our uh, episodes, you know, the long form episodes after the fact, but we do a lot of short videos, fun videos, different topics, things like that. Just, just random stuff that pops into our head or funny moments from the shows or whatever, but yeah, head on over YouTube, please subscribe and join the community and um, have some fun with us. 
All right. And I'll go ahead and give our contact listening info. I still can't do it in one breath because it just keeps expanding <laughs> more and more. But if you'd like to contact our show by email, you can always email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. You can, the, this is the only video platform we're known if you're watching us on YouTube. But as far as audio goes, we're just about every audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know. We'll do what we can to get ourselves added. You can also find merch, like these lovely shirts that we're wearing right now, yep. at tpublic.com <laughs> slash armchair, or tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can also find Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73, because he is fat daddy. His wife is big mama. Together, they have YouTube and TikTok called Big and Fat. And Dwayne has been posting some pretty good videos on there here recently. Go check them out if you can. You can also find my other non-wrestling podcast, The Cubicle Chat, which I talk about things that are, well, not wrestling. A lot of pop culture stuff. Yesterday, we discussed it. We discussed gatekeeping in pop culture. It was a pretty interesting uh, time. But if you go on one of the audio platforms, if you give us a five-star review, we will, in a rate, uh, five-star rating and a review, we will read it on the air. You're still, I know you gave me one, BC. Because I saw it on a to- on a British site, it still hasn't <laughs> popped up in the app. So I know. So I did read yours when it came in, and I was yep. very stoked. I'm still waiting for it to pop up. But you said that uh, you did that to somebody else, and it took like three months for it to come in. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Apple, but when you're from Canada and you're on the Canadian Apple and you put a, a review in for an American podcast or anything American, it takes forever for it to go up, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, we'll, we'll just blame the CRTC for that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's um, the what's it the NAFTA agreement is the cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never thought about that, but you, you know what? It very well could be. <laughs> no. um, and I do apologize. Technically, a five star rating from us in Canada is only three and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, right? <'Cause> exactly. <laughs> the exchange rate is yeah. dipping a little lower these days. <laughs> Um, but the big question might be, do you ever sometimes find an American nickel in your change? We find, yeah, we find, well, if I have changed, we find American uh, coins all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean, every once in a while, uh, well, I mean, I'm not really close because you know, I'm down by Cincinnati. I mean, that's still a good five, six hours away at least, Mm -hmm. you know, but every once in a while I'll get a Canadian coin, but it's rare. And Dwayland being all the way down in Western Kentucky um, oh, I still I still get them every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but you guys how, like but... just throw away the toonies because you think they're like monopoly money or something when you get them? Or what? <laughs> no, oh, I, no, I just throw them in the drawer. I've got several. <laughs> I've got several in the drawer. Like whenever I get one, I'm just like, uh. like what is this toy money? <laughs> <laughs> and feel the son... wrapper off. It's got chocolate inside. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's bubble gum inside too. And my son actually collects um, foreign currency uh, because my stepdad he was a retired uh, Green Beret. And so he had traveled like around the world, like a few times over. And he, he gave my son like a lot of, like a big bag of money. And some are from countries that don't even exist anymore. Wow. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And yeah, Dwayne, he met my stepdad and, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. you wouldn't look at him and think, oh, he's a, he's a killing machine, but yeah, he's kind of a <laughs> killing machine, but he's got all this money. And so my son, he would actually like that, um, had the Canadian money, mm-hmm. uh, but the one thing I forget as far as this, we found out recently, we are on IMDb. Mm. Don't know how that happened. It, I didn't do it. Dwayland didn't do it. Mm. Somehow we ended up on IMDb. I think that's wow. kind of cool, you know, <laughs> um, because it was actually, I did a Google search 
And that's how you can find a lot of the platforms you're on. Just do a Google search for your podcast. And that's when I found the rating. That's when I found your review, BC. And all of a sudden I looked up like, does that say IMDb? And I clicked on like, <laughs> holy crap, we're on IMDb. You know, so uh, so now, I mean, I just walk around like IMDb. That's right. <laughs> no big deal. Bow down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, do I want to forget anything? Because it's uh, just, no. it's just uh, growing and growing. And... Yeah. No, I think you got everything. All right, cool. And normally I would give a shout outs to all the other podcasts, but one of the other podcasts, one of the ones we support the most is here with us. Yeah. I and do want to really say something. really appreciate that, by the way, yeah. guys. Really appreciate that. I do want to say something before we get started. Um, I want to give my condolences to Jay Briscoe's family. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that was just terrible to hear. One of my, you know, one of my favorite people from watching Ring of Honor, especially in the you know, mid two thousands when they were like really, really hot. Jay Briscoe was really leading that charge, and the, the Briscoe brothers are absolutely one of the best tag teams ever. Mm-hmm. So, just my heart goes out to his wife and his kids and his whole his whole family. Yep. Yeah, I echo that. It's uh, never good, no matter who's involved. But then when you have two daughters involved too, I think yeah. it's, it, it hits yeah. home a little harder for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. same. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's shitty all around. It's shitty how it's been handled too. It looks like from Time Warner. So that's uh, that's, that's yeah, not, that's not fun either. But no, uh, the, the, what's been amazing to me, or uh, I guess to me, to hear is all of this because I didn't hear much about them, and I'm not a big Ring of Honor guy, and I wasn't mm-hmm. a big Briscoe guy, but the outpouring of like this dude was the best dude in the business kind of stuff oh, yeah. has been yeah. so cool to hear and i know all i heard was that he got slammed and canceled for a comment years ago and all this stuff which he's since apologized for i guess well he, stuff. yeah but, he apologized he showed his support you know and everything and you know it's one thing to make a comment because you're hateful it's another thing to make a comment just because an ignorant comment just because you don't fully understand that's somebody that's willing to learn. And I feel like yeah. he was, I mean, the comment was made like 10 years ago. So, right. well, we, and it's also mistakes happen. Like you yeah, say exactly. things in the moment, like it's, yep. it doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, it, in my opinion, comments don't define people. It's actions right. too. Right. Yep. So like, like uh, anyway, but it was just, it was just really cool to see all that stuff. And like, WWE and I didn't watch NXT this week, but apparently they made a mention of it. They actually, yeah changed the segment it was sean and new day's decision but they were going to do a funeral apparently mm-hmm. segment on the show they wow. changed that they yeah. pulled out of the script they made mention on air like it was yeah it's just cool to to see the the uh, i mean you see it every time something happens but the industry coming together and just like uh, doing that and i don't know if that would happen if vince is running things I, maybe it wouldn't have happened right but um yeah yeah probably not because probably not he, he usually did not acknowledge no. things like that well, Triple H was one of the first to tweet, I think, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. anyway, it's just a shame that Warner kiboshed anything on uh, on on Dynamite. But I like that Tony Khan went ahead and they did it after Dynamite was over, yeah. and they're going to put it up on the uh, <clears throat> Ring of Honor YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, for free too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, oh, apparently nice. it's going to go on Honor Club, mm-hmm. but then also YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if it's going mm-hmm. at the same time, but it. I probably, believe so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, So the name of the show is Why We Are Fans. Like I said, inspired by our time with you. So 
Uh, we already know your names. That's one of the first thing I'm going <laughs> to ask. But let the fans know where you're actually located because we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's um, – I think you might be – geographically the furthest away from us <laughs> so. anyone we talk to we're usually the furthest away from <laughs> i can i can fill the listeners in so um we are both located in the same city in uh on the east coast of canada so it's uh picture new york and go straight up and boston i guess would be picture boston just go straight up we kind of ish go straight up but it's a little bit to the right <laughs> but that's uh Halifax. So we are um we are Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, so yeah. I should say mm-hmm. that. Um and I there's actually I, I run into and talk to a lot of Americans who actually do know that province just because it's a pretty popular destination for, for summer. It's um one of the major um driving revenue for the province is, is tourism. So it's a pretty big deal in the in the summer. There's there's coastal communities, there's uh lobsters obviously abundant here it's sim- picture maine but like a little more touristy mm-hmm. um with some okay. more history from the british so um yeah so that's where we're at and um we're close to everything like um toronto montreal is close but uh we 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 even have our own time zone so that's what throws everybody <laughs> off <laughs> a lot of people don't even believe us because they, they called us out and said they don't believe uh was it was a kyle i think maybe uh yeah <laughs> thought we made it up kyle, kyle and our end thought we made it up so. like no we swear it's a real time zone it's called atlantic standard time but so yeah that's that's where we're at and just so we can kind of give a background other than being a fan what are your occupations, if you don't mind? Because we're trying to give, tell everybody the wrestling fans across. I mean, it, they are so broad. I mean, it, you can't just lump wrestling fans into like one occupation, um, anything like that. I mean, they're all across the spectrum. So um, if you don't mind, tell us what you actually do for your shoot job. Yeah. DC, you want to go or I can, I can. Well, Jay's a male stripper. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you know what? Magic, I, Magic I Mike that. version two. But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're actually we're actually both insurance. Yeah, guys. We, weirdly uh, enough, we, we're both in the same industry. So yeah, we we that's how we became friends. Actually, we uh we um work in the insurance industry. We met at a the company that we originally started with. Uh, Back in 2006, wasn't it, Jay? Uh, yeah, yep, 2007 oh. maybe. Yeah, 2007 for you, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and so we've known each other since then. So I don't know. Do the math. That's what uh, 16 years now. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, we immediately kind of struck a a bond because uh, uh, Jay was way more open about his like a wrestling than I was. <laughs> Never been closeted. You <laughs> so, see a little bit more than me, but yeah. As soon as I found, out, I was like, "What? We got a, a wrestling fan here." We just started chatting, and, and away we went. We we're off yeah. to the races. So yeah, uh, I figure when when you're when you're a super fan of wrestling and horror movies, you just got to embrace it. So exactly, it's like, it's like whatever, I, I feel right? the same way. Yeah, I'm, just embrace it. Yeah, those are my two favorite yeah. things, and it's like, huh, I like them. I don't care if anybody yeah. else. Does. <laughs> I, I don't need anybody else to like it with yeah. me if I like it, right? So. Right. Doesn't anyway. So yeah, no that that was it. That's our story. That's our backstory. Ever since it's uh it's it's been funny how we we've been intertwined <laughs> for the last yeah. sixteen years. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jay, I'm guessing you're also a metalhead because Metallica uh, shirt yeah. we were talking about before we start recording. I like to say hard rock fan more than like I'm not a big thrash metal guy. Like uh, like Metallica to me is more hard rock now, but uh, I am sort of a fan of the heavier louder music yeah for sure i mean like 
I, I, the one caveat for me for music is I like, I do like, I know everybody says, Oh, I like all, all types of music. And I kind of do, but for, for loud, heavy music, it needs to have a melody and a tone. I, I'm not big into the scream core or the yeah. kind of right. that kind me, of stuff. Like yeah, if me I can't either. hear what you're saying, then it's not I for just, me, but yeah, I just kind of tune it out. Yeah, if, exactly. All you're doing is screaming. Then it's like, yeah. I, I become uninterested really quick. Yeah, If there's an (laughs) element of that in their like songs, then, then I'm fine with it. But if it's the 90% of the song, I'm like, no, I can't get into it. But yes, I am very excited to, to be going to see Metallica, as I said, before we started uh, in, uh, in the summer. So very cool in Montreal. Yeah. But I say, hopefully there's not a riot this time. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like there was in 1992. Well, Axel won't be there, so uh, yeah, it should be yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, and James is going to be going, get that fire away from me. Yeah. Uh, you know what happened last time. <laughs> so uh, so how long have you been wrestling fans? Oh, geez. I mean, for me, it's, God, it's since the early 80s. So my, I actually became a wrestling fan because of my grandmother, ironically enough. She was a big wrestling Same. fan. Um, too. yeah yeah there you go grannies are always the ones yeah. that, they're, yep. they're the gateway drug to wrestling yeah. right? <laughs> and then with their with their purses yeah uh, it, was, it was awesome like and but she only liked the local product right so for us i'm not sure if you guys ever heard of it but it was atlantic grand prix wrestling which uh-huh. was yep. here yep. but a lot of a lot of stars from down like well of course you know you had the the poffo family down kentucky mm-hmm. way right and um yep. they would come up in the summer for the summer tours and do uh like that's what a lot of guys from down south would do is do summer tours up in uh up in halifax and the maritimes and they work for a couple of months nice weather great place to be uh make their money and then head back down you know and and get hot in the region that they're in so we we had that and uh my grandmother was a big fan of that um <laughs> to the point she'd be like jumping off the couch and wanting to <laughs> get the bad guy that's that's going after leo burke and you know all that stuff and um so yeah i used to watch with her and then i kind of graduated as i got older to uh to wwf uh like i i'd see um a little bit of awa back in the day mm-hmm. uh we would get that um because uh i know they ran some shows in winnipeg so sometimes it showed on our sports network up here our equivalent to espn um and of course uh um you know we had stampede wrestling in uh in calgary uh so and i was i was my biggest thing was i think we might have talked about this with you guys i was a massive fan of wrestling magazines and i mean i used to love going to the uh to the convenience store or wherever check out the magazines buy like at like five different monthly magazines get that you know all my paper route money was going towards that <laughs> and uh, so i was well aware of what was going on in all the different territories and and all the feuds and stuff like that although quite a bit behind because you realize they're two or three months behind on that stuff but yeah. i wasn't getting to see it uh at that time so i think probably in 87 or 88 or something like that there used to be a show um that would come on on our sports net it's tsn is what it's called but it used to come on and they would show like clips of different territories so i finally was getting to see mm-hmm. um uh, nwa stuff which was just mind-blowing at that time yeah. to see how hard hitting that was compared although i still at that time being younger i was like no well i still like the wwf because it's got hogan and all those cartoon stuff but i remember watching it going man these guys don't look big but man they they look like they're really you know putting a pounding on each other here yeah right? i was the opposite i like my grandmother got me she loved 
NWA, especially Jim Crockett promotions. And so that's what I was into. And then later when I started watching WWF, it was like, okay, these guys are huge, mm-hmm. but they're not doing anything. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me go back over here with the smaller guys. Yeah. But they're actually putting on great matches. I remember in 1989, I bought, I was in, I think at the time it was Kmart for us. It's not even here in Canada anymore, but I bought the video cassette of the first war games. Uh, oh, okay. You know, and I remember popping that in and going, Oh my God, this is so good. It was so different, but they still had some, like they had the road warriors. They had Nikita. They had mm-hmm. those guys. So they had the bigger than life kind of WWF style guys, but then you had the horsemen and just seeing them. We're yeah. seeing a guy like, Tully Blanchard selling was just amazing yes. or earn yeah. selling or anything like that. It was really cool to watch them. And I just watched that tape so much. And it was in the first, the first war games was so good. You had blood, you had just mm-hmm. actual hate between these guys, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. And then it was a good, they did a good job of, of telling the story of it. So that's when I really got into, okay, there's more than the WWF. And then by that mm-hmm. time, I think, Jay, we were probably starting to get WCW around the early 90s on our, like we were getting TBS at that point. And that's when I was kind of Mm -hmm. bouncing between the two of them. And then, of course, we're kind of getting that territory now where where, um, where WWF kind of really took a dip. Mm -hmm. So did WCW, but then Nitro happened and boom, everything just got lit on fire. (laughs) Pardon the pun on that. But uh but yeah, and then it went from there. So for me, but it all goes back to grandma. I got yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my only regret in life, I always say, is my grandmother passed away before I was um, able to drive. I would have loved to have taken her to a local show. Oh, I think it would have been yep. the most fun thing in the world to see yeah. her swinging a purse at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they thought it was, you know, they thought oh, all that was oh, really happening. Yeah. My favorite statement she ever made when I told her about WWF and I shown her that, she goes, that's the fake stuff. The stuff I watch is the real stuff. <laughs> oh, well, how about you, Jay? Yeah, for me, uh, I, I sadly don't have a, as cool an origin story or anything like that. I mean, I think it was just um, so I'm a little bit younger and it was just a case of that late 80s boom for WWF. And it was just like mm-hmm. me and my buddy in his kind of rec room. We would be we Saturday night would come like main event would come on or it was superstars during the day and we would just have it on and then it just caught on from there. So like I'm sure I was watching in like 87, 88 ish. I was still seven, eight. So I would have been a little young, but like I don't remember a ton of that. It was like 89, 90 when I really started to to kind of pick up stuff and and I'm always being corrected by uh but dates. But like the biggest feud that really stands out to me is the mega powers explode. So like mm-hmm. that was the first few that I really remember being like heavily uh, kind of in, like invested in. So I can't remember, correct me. That was like nine. Was that 89? Yep. So I was, so I was off on that. But so, so yeah, that was about the time. So it, again, that was like WrestleMania four time. That was Andre's kind of decline ish, but like still, kind of doing his stuff with Ted DiBiase and, and all that stuff. So, so that it was just getting hooked on the boom. That was the late eighties Vince product. Right. I mean, that was kind of, I didn't watch NWA. I didn't tape trade. I didn't have magazines. I didn't do any of that stuff. The only exposure I ever got to anything else was like BC just mentioned was on like 
TBS. We did get TBS. And so I would catch WCW Saturday night every now and again. And that's pretty much it. And so much so that even during the early days of the Monday night war, we weren't getting nitro. I don't think at that point, and we only got nitro a couple years in. So I didn't know anything until we really started getting nitro when it started to air here, which is, I think like 97, we started to get it. I, I think, think, yeah, I think you're, I think it was 97. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that is just organically growing to love it. And then weirdly, I kind of fell out of it around 92, 93. Cause I was like, my family was moving. And then I kind of, I don't know, was getting into high school or whatever, not high school, but junior high and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I just sort of, it just, there's a gap for me between about 92 through 96, really almost there's a gap. And so going back and watching this stuff now has been kind of good for me because it's, uh, it's re I'm reliving some of that stuff that I kind of glossed over or wasn't even paying attention to. So it's been cool in that sense. Now I know when I first like really got into wrestling, you know, I was like 10 years old and I always heard the same thing, and I'm pretty sure y'all heard it as well, is, how can you stand that? That's fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, that's like the worst thing in the world you can say to me. I'm like, no, too many people are getting hurt. Yeah. The guys, I've actually gotten killed in the ring. I'll say it's fake. You can say predetermined all you want. Yeah. You know, but but even now, I mean, I'm a grown adult and still catching that from people. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you like wrestling? And how's I do? You know, do y'all mm-hmm. still catch that? Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. Jay, I love it when a, people. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I was say you have a great description of of, of what it is. Yeah, yeah I, I love when people come at come at me with that. And I don't get it that much anymore because I think it's generally speaking in society now it's it's much more of just an uh, not agreed upon, but it's like it's more of an accepted entertainment form now. But but if somebody does, they say, oh yeah, no, it's uh yeah. Do do is your Marvel uh, movie is that is that exactly. fake or exactly. is your Batman kind of comic book like it's like it's the most asinine thing when people say it right because they're not they're just they're spouting off rhetoric that they've heard or they yeah. don't even think about it because it's like no, it's not fake. It's scripted. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just like your TV show or your soap opera or your movie, it's the same thing. You're you're watching a program. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's the easiest way to combat it. I don't get super worked up about it. If somebody is insistent and is like meaningfully saying that they feel like it's, it's fake, this fake that, then I will get a little bit fired up probably, but <laughs> because it's just, it's disrespectful. Like you, like you Very. said, Steve, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, disrespectful. It's, so. it's just don't, I've, I've always been one of like, don't judge somebody for what they like leave them alone if they enjoy it then that's all that matters it's not bothering anybody else for us to be wrestling fans we're not you know it's not bothering anybody else so it just doesn't even make sense it's like do you get pissed off a coronation street fans because there's millions of them in this country you know what i mean so that's a british tv show for those who don't know but yeah lived lived in england for six and a half years yeah there you go and like it's a it's a it's a fanatical fan base you know what i mean here in canada and there's like we are insurance i've He's a nonprofit mm-hmm. based around Coronation Street. Like it's a big thing. I, I couldn't watch 30 seconds of it, but I get that it's their passion, right? It's no different. It's everybody's different passions. It's like why they want to sling arrows at pro wrestling. It just it's like Game of Thrones. It's like yeah. I watched the first episode and like it was 45 minutes. I wish I could have back because I was bored. <laughs> but I don't begrudge anybody else. No. I, it has a exactly. huge fan base. And by all means, if that's what you like, then enjoy it. To me, it just comes down to the the carny aspect of it, maybe over the years, and that's mm-hmm. that's where 
it's, but it's, again, it's a historical legacy that people just repeat because that's what it's easy to do. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of lazy to be honest for people yeah. to say it in 2023, but I'm sure it's still out there a little bit. Yeah. It's that low hanging fruit. Yeah. basically, <laughs> It's the, it's the most physically demanding acting job in the entire yes. world. And it's, My wife says it's that all the time. It's one take acting and, and yeah. actually yep. it, what theater. it is. It's not acting, it's theater. Yeah. It's yeah. And like what it is, is you're actually taking the stuntmen and making them be the stars of the show. Yeah. Because, exactly. the, yeah, okay, you watch your, like you mentioned the Marvel movie, the, those actors aren't doing the stunts. There's a stuntman no. that's doing it for them. But is the stuntman, to yeah, is the stuntman actually really getting blown up or is it fake, right? You know, so <laughs> right. it's the same thing, right. but it's demanding. So that's the way I look at it. Ironically enough, like, in today's right so like in the past they used to try not to hurt each other while making it look real now it mm-hmm. seems like they try to hurt each other while accomplishing making it look fake in today's <laughs> wrestling, right so yeah. it's just yeah it, that's that's probably my biggest frustration that's why i'm i'm kind of glad we're doing the older stuff because I, ha- I have a harder time now justifying it than i would have in the 90s or the 80s at least i could say well you know here's uh, you know it, it's it's not made to look obviously fake but now it's just it's unreal when you see some of the stuff that goes on today the cooperation the stupid injuries that people get yeah. the, the stunts that they're doing all that stuff so it's just weird how it goes but yeah <laughs> I, I challenge anyone to go run the ropes for five minutes and see how they feel after that yeah yeah and 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 bc and i get into like not heated debates but we have different takes on today's product right i mean that's definitely the case we don't we don't always kind of agree on everything but i think we both agree and this is where today before whenever these guys are athletes i argue that the best athletes exist in today's pro wrestling i think that is unquestionably the case because even the bigger guys who 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 is a liability in the ring anymore can you name them right like i i mean i there might be, there's a few guys. I I can see BC smirking, but like, <laughs> but there's there's only yeah, a few guys now, right? Place. There's only a few guys. Whereas in the early '90s, late '80s, there was there was only a handful of good workers, right? I mean, that yeah. was that was that was the tag back then. So anyway, I just I just think the athleticism, yes, it's way more choreographed, and I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. But it also lends that lends itself to the high spot kind of athleticism too Mm -hmm. i wish they would tone it down in some cases but again it's a menu right it's a it's Mm -hmm. a or like a buffet right everybody can choose from different things like if you want a little bit more toned down that's i think the wwe is a toned down version of modern wrestling but AEW cranks it up right i mean they go full scale and then um like impact is probably a little bit in the middle and they go Mm -hmm. more character driven and more story and so like i don't know you just you pick what you want but I, I I will stand by this that I think even the biggest guy out there in the ring today is twenty five percent more athletic than than the best athletes of of the earlier years, right? I just I just think it's they they definitely are more athletic today, but they're not using it the right way. Fair like they're, Fair that's that's my argument with it. Like for sure, definitely they're more athletic. But what's the point if you're you're just completely? Yeah. Um, you're completely exposing the business, I guess I can say. And I, I get the whole, there's a menu for that stuff I do, but also with that there, it does reflect badly on the stuff that you enjoy too, right? Like if, if you're, because unfortunately, because fans of this industry, for some reason, like to bleed over <laughs> into everybody else's side of it, and then just criticize everything on that side instead of mm-hmm. just staying out of it. If you enjoy 
AEW or a GCW or something like that, enjoy it. But don't yeah. come to a WWE show or whatever and just, you know, I'm trying not to curse here, by the way. <laughs> crap, crap all yeah. over the show. Like, like I think of how many years did fans destroy pushes for people just from chanting CM Punk's name mm-hmm. because of yep. all that foolishness. And look, they got what they wanted. He came back and that, look how that turned out for them, yeah. right? It's just... <laughs> That's what frustrates well, me. That's that's a whole other topic is yeah. today's modern fan. Yeah. I mean that that is that's a show and a series in itself. But um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah we covered that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did cover that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, and because I mean, we get to notice in the toxicity of the fans anymore. Oh, not all fans, obviously, but uh, but it's enough to where it's it's very the loudest noticeable. ones at least, right? Yeah, yes. it's the ones yeah, that exactly. it's the ones that try to take over the show and make themselves the star of the show, yeah. and it's like. Yeah. You bought a ticket to watch somebody perform. Shut up and let them do their job. Yeah. I I truly believe that's why AEW ends up um, going a little bit too far or having some of the botches that they have because they're trying to please this fan base. It just just doesn't seem to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. The worst than that, Dwellin, is that the talent play into it, the talent feed into it. And like, they're not even doing their jobs as a performer if they're feeding into that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the worst part for me. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen. There's a wrestler. He's actually at the Cincinnati area named Jack Vaughn. Uh, his wrestler name is the veteran Jack Vaughn, and he's always been kind of critical of kind of today's wrestling, the way they do things, especially in the indie scene. And he's actually made some videos that is called "Professional Wrestling Versus Indie Wrestling," and he actually gives demonstrations and how um, kind of exaggerated the things on any scene and everything he ends with a thigh slap, no matter what the move, <laughs> he does a thigh slap. And one of his biggest slogans is also ban the super kick. But mm, he yeah. said, super kick used to be a finishing move. Chris Adams. Uh, I think Kabuki used it, but I don't know if he used mm-hmm. it for a finishing move. He did. But I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, then you look at Shawn Michaels who just, you know, made it his own yeah, and made it just like it. one of the most, it made it look like the most deadliest move. Well, and and I would say he did the he WWF did you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he put the stomp in it, he put yep. the theater in it. Like he made it more of an entertainment move too. Yeah, right? yep. And it's like that, like you said, with the he started stomping yeah. the mat, and everybody anticipated it. And then now it's like it's just a transition move. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's a punch at this point, right? Yeah, they just throw it in a match just because they're able to do it. And it's mm-hmm. like if it doesn't mean anything, then why waste it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't mind the Usos because they got the double super kick. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the double drop kick that the Rock and Roll Express made yeah. popular. But that's a double. That's not just <clears throat> you're. I right, got a headlock. Hold on. Boom. Super kick. Okay. And and you slap your thigh. You're gay. You're good. Yeah. And, yeah. My, and, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Oh no. Go ahead, Jay. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say my only caveat, and BC probably knows where I'm going with this, is that there is, in my opinion. So I agree. Like it, there was an evolution of the move and it's now kind of gone to a transition move, but isn't that sort of just what it is now? Right. So instead of us thinking that it, it is still a finishing move, it's like the DDT, right? I mean, the DDT has evolved to just yeah. be a move, right. Yeah. And the move set same as a crescent kick or whatever it's actually called, not the super kick. Like that's now just a move. And, and BC doesn't, I don't think he, necessarily agrees but i just think that's okay if you have moves that are then replaced with other moves but it's when you have the 18 different 
false finishes on other things and what's an actual finisher. And I get all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, stuff. it's like when you waste it and then it's like, you know, it's like you've got, you're playing 2k and you've got all your finishers right. lined up and you use them all and it still doesn't, you yeah. still don't win the match. And it's like, then you've just then made what? the finisher look weak. Yeah. And, and I get all that. I get all that. I, I, my only point being is that moves can evolve to just being, regular moves now yeah right you know what i mean yeah. so i think that's where we're at with that kick now it's not yeah. a finisher it's not even a signature anymore because every single match has 20 of them right yeah. so i mean to me i'm okay with that if we all acknowledge that it's just a move now now if somebody's still going to go out and finish matches with it then that's dumb because it's 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 that doesn't make sense because we've already established it's just a move now right it's mm -hmm. not anyway so but i get that that can be confusing and then we get some moves are still finishers, but like, and like, does anyone still use a DDT? I guess Mickey still uses a DDT now. So like, but all of that stuff, all of the finishers, they're just, we arbitrarily or their talent arbitrarily calls it that, right? Mm -hmm. There is no actual scale that says this move is more impactful than this move because right, they're, right. they're pre they're scripted. Right. I mean, so like we assign that context to the move so i think if we just get out of our own way and say okay well it's okay if that move is now just a move mm -hmm. because there's xyz moves now right but but i will i know where bc is going to come with this the fact that <laughs> every move now is is not a finisher like that's that's the issue right you got to yeah. have a finisher still yeah there's got to yeah. be something that is so badass that it ends the ends the move and ends the match right but that, that was always my argument what is a yeah. finisher now like, right what, what, what do you do and I don't think actually the fans have assigned it. It's the wrestlers have assigned what a finisher is. It's just that what they used to do in the past is they would protect a finisher mm -hmm. and they don't do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. And if a guy, if, if you're on a card and, um, I don't know, um, Dr. Death Steve Williams finishing maneuvers, the Oklahoma Stampede and the guy in the opening match uses that. Well, he's going to have to talk to Mr. Yeah. Williams in the yep. dressing room after <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Because you just took his, his finisher, <laughs> just like, like uh, my biggest argument, and we've we've gone over this a lot. I don't want to dwell on them, but like like say like the Young Bucks, for instance, they come out either the first or second match of every pay per view, or and the most dynamites too, do every single move in the uh, in the known history of wrestling, <laughs> and kick out of it, and yeah. and make it look yeah. ridiculous to the point like like I I remember uh, watching I forget what it was all in or something like that when they had the cage match with the uh, with the Death Triangle. Um, yeah, with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I know people will crap at me for this, but like I texted Jay and I said I can't watch another Young Bucks match when they stood there and did super kick after super kick all in a square. Like one would super kick one, yeah, fall, yeah, like, then get back that. up and super kick the next one, and like it was so stupid looking. I know the fans went bananas for it, but to me it was just dumb looking. But they'll go out and do every single move to man. And I said to Jay, it's the equivalent of them after the match, just giving the finger to the camera and saying, good luck, boys, follow that. You yeah. know, and yeah. you'll watch. Just check it out every time they have a match. The next match after them never gets any reaction from the crowd because the fans are exhausted from their match. Yeah, it takes two or three matches to uh, get, get into it. Yeah, and there's a difference between setting the bar. Like Ric Flair used to talk about how – Tully and Arn and Barry would go out and have these fantastic matches. And then he had to follow that up with yep. his main event match. Mm -hmm. That's good competition. But when you're just blatantly going and doing everything possible to get your spotlight, but not 
spotlight anybody else or help anybody else, then yeah, that's, that's a big issue. Yeah. Like imagine if, uh, if I don't know, uh, Hillbilly Jim did a leg drop on uh, King Kong Bundy (laughs) before uh, Hogan's match. (laughs) Right. Let Bundy kick out of it. Well, you know, then it, then you realize, wow, that's a really dumb finisher for Hogan. to have. (laughs) That does happen. It does happen on every show now. It does happen. on every show now. So your point's well taken, but I mean, I, I, I think it just speaks to, and I don't want to say every talent in, in 2023 does, but like, I think it just speaks to the selfish nature of this generation, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think they don't care about that stuff anymore. They don't yeah. care about protecting the business. They don't care about like elevating the next person. They just care about get like, get their stuff in, right? Exactly. That's, that's yep. literally written on some gear, right? Like, yeah. so get yeah. their stuff in. That's all they care about. Cause yeah. that's, that's the mentality today. And, Nobody yeah. in the WWE is doing the Superman punch, though, right? Nobody's no. doing a hell of a kick. I, or I think like WWE, that, right? WWE yeah. does a really good job they of do. still they do, trying yeah. to protect that stuff. And Except maybe for the people, kick. yes, maybe people get a little bit annoyed that they have a that they used to have a list of no, you couldn't do moves. That was more of a safety, I think, than anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that they still have agents in the back, kind of producing these matches so that it still protects some of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like um, I can't. The only move that you can see repeatedly outside of the kick, because again, I'm I'm of the opinion that's just a regular kick punch now, but the only other move you will see sort of done multiple times is I think a sling blade, and that's that's it. I think yeah. that's the only move I can think of off the top of my head. That, and a spear. And a spear. And a spear, yeah. spear. spear yeah. yes. Yeah. But that's because I think the spear was established by a couple guys previous, and they just they let them have it. Seth Rollins and Finn are the only two guys that do the sling blade. Yep. Um, and I think Becky might do one too, but that's probably the Seth connection. But anyway, mm-hmm. outside of a sling blade kind of type, I can't think of another move, and I'm sure there is some, but it's not as prevalent in, in, uh, in their program for sure. Yeah, which, they do. Which makes it memorable. Yeah, yeah, they do a better job. I'll give them credit for that of protecting certain finishers. Like nobody does a stomp except Seth. Right. Um, the RKO has been protected for twenty years. You know, they still treat it as the death move, which is fine because it's you know it's a great move. You know, terrible for Randy's back, but it's mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's a great move. But yeah, um, that is one of AEW's problems. Is there's no real protected move everybody just does everybody else's finishers and then it's like then what then how do you end the match and i'll say that i'll say this too guys like there's a difference too between um somebody in aew doing their version of a wwe finisher Mm -hmm. that's a little bit different Uh, like you know you had disco inferno doing the stone cold stunner You know, you got Orange that, Cassidy doing the orange punch instead right. of the Super biggest Fan example punch. is Sting and Brett, right? right. Sting yeah. and Brett had yeah. the sharpshooter yeah. and the the death lock. I mean, they like to say it's different. I was like, I can't see a difference, uh, but anyway. Yeah, but, but if you got if you got you know, uh, I don't know, um, Alex Wright using the Scorpion death lock, right? It's and, a different story. Yeah, as as a transition move, and Sting's on the same yeah. card. That's a lot different, right? Yeah. That's what kind of what I'm getting to with that stuff. Yeah. No, fair but, enough. Actually, I think I know the difference between the, the scorpion and the sharpshooter. Sting stepped in with his right leg. Brett stepped in with his left leg. I noticed. Yeah, that's, but that's, yeah. Other than that, that's, there's no difference. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Yeah. Um, but one of the things, if you really, really go back at the evolution of wrestling and finishing moves, and I, I just now looked up the date, come May, it'll be 50 years since Harley Race won his first world title. And he won it from Dory Funk Jr. 
with a vertical suplex. Yeah. He, he wow. caught up a giant suplex slam. And yeah. that yeah. was, he hit that and you were done. Yeah. Yep. Wow. See, or look yeah. at Terry Funk with the step over toe hold, right? Oh, yeah. which, the spinning yeah, which, toe hold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, bet fi- I bet what? 50 years ago, everybody was, was, oh, I can't believe all these young bucks are using the, the giant suplex as a regular move now, right? There, that was uh, <laughs> yeah. 50 years ago. So that's like my when own. Barry Wyndham pulled out the superplex the first time I ever saw it. I was like, that's amazing, especially for a guy his yes. size. Yeah. And now you see it and it's like, all right. It's another transition. I, I, move. Yeah, there's see, but play. I still think it's a pretty impressive move, though. Oh, I still it is. Think, I still it like. Is. Yeah. It's it's still an impactful move for yeah. me because not everybody can do it, and when two bigger guys do it, yeah. I think Gunther pulled it out. Did Gunther pull it out a little while ago? I think I remember. Yes, he did. Yeah. He pulled one out, and I was like, that yeah. that was cool. That was impressive. Yeah. The thing I about think he Barry pulled it out against Strowman. Yes, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was yeah. it, those men. Two two what was it? Two guys slapping meat. Is that yeah, big meaty that? men. Yeah, two big meaty men. Big meaty men. Meat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the I, thing I, about I, Barry Windham was that he did it from the second rope, but yeah. he was so tall, it looked so <laughs> yeah. impressive, right? Yeah. I think if he would have done it from the top rope, they would have hit the, the opposite corner. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, sorry about that. You know, yeah. Uh but I mean I was there in Columbus the night that Strowman and Big Show collapsed the ring. Nice. Yes. As soon as you know he put him up there, you're, and like the whole crowd stood because everybody knew what was about to happen, and he hit it, boom! <laughs> the ring collapsed, and well, there was no dark match after that because well, <laughs> no. the ring was down. Yeah. Speaking but, of Barry Windham, I have I'm sorry to to, to oh, sidetrack this, but I have a a fun little um, conspiracy theory I thought about with Barry Windham and uh, Bray Wyatt. I I always was wondering was. Uncle Howdy's supposed to be Barry Windham, except he had the whole incident where he uh, where he had the heart attack and that, and he wasn't able Ooh, to participate. Because you think know. about it, it's Uncle Howdy, uh-huh. which is right. Uncle Barry, right? Yeah. He has the the long blonde hair, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. facial hair, that stuff. I always wondered if maybe he was going to get family involved. So maybe Barry was going to be kind of like the guidance and, you know, Bo will come in as a different character and that kind of stuff. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. I never thought about that. Or maybe Kendall Wyndham. Okay. No, is he no, in no, like no. <laughs> no, no Kendall. We just leave no him Kendall. over here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so, who were your favorite wrestlers, or who are your favorite wrestlers? You go ahead, Jay. Oh. Um, I mean, if I go, I go, I kind of go through that list like generationally. So, like as a kid, it was definitely Macho Man. Like that was. That was my that was my guy. Like I watched WrestleMania four tape, both tapes because there was a double tape. That one, <laughs> yeah. I watched Ooh, that, that, was, that was so many times, so many times. I love that tournament. Um, so Macho was definitely one of my guys, and uh, and I, I I liked Hogan. I was a Warrior fan probably for a little bit too. Um, and then fast forward a little bit to obviously the Attitude Era. Um, weirdly, I wasn't a big Brett guy. Like. Um, like most, it wasn't like, it was like almost like maple syrup where we had to like Brett, but it was like, I, nah, <laughs> yeah. he, he was good, but he was not like the charismatic guy that I I'm drawn to. So, um, I think during that time I was big Austin guy. Um, I did like DX, um, but I was a rock guy. Like that was, that was my guy. Like the rock, like, I was even when he was early nation days, I was like, yeah, this guy's amazing. So, um, love the rock um love macho 
And then like modern, um, big fan of who am I big fan of now? Like I've always been a Miz guy and that might draw the ire of some, but the Miz has always been one of my favorites just because I think he's undervalued and underappreciated for what he mm-hmm. is. And he's just a great, great character. Um, but I think like today's generation, um, I don't even know. I'm not a big Roman guy. Like I like him. I don't know. Like it's, it's tough for me cause I don't watch for one guy anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I watch overall, but if I had to pick, I'd say Seth probably like Seth, Seth is one guy that I'll like, just because he's so good in the ring and, and I, I love all the stuff like that's WWF focused, I guess, or WWE focused. So, uh, on the other side of things outside of WWE, um, I think I am drawn to probably MGF more than anybody else. So I guess that would be mm-hmm. my kind of my guy outside of yeah. WWF. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's pretty obvious from behind me here, but <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I mean, um, when I first started watching wrestling, you had to by law, like Leo Burke in the Atlantic Grand Prix. <laughs> um, but um, I, I was a Hulkamaniac growing up as a kid. Um, but My I also, <laughs> I also was a huge, I was a huge macho man fan. I mean, come on, the guy was just insanity and how can you not enjoy that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and I was a huge Paul Orndorff fan. Like I loved Mr. Okay. Wonderful, especially yeah. when he turned on Hogan that even though I was oh, a Hulkamaniac, yeah. that was such an amazing turn. I couldn't believe how good it was. Um, and then in the nineties, uh, it became more of a Bret Hart thing. Cause I just loved watching how Bret works, uh, to, to this day, my favorite match would be you know brett and uh, austin from wrestlemania 13 mm-hmm. um just he was so so good in there i know he wasn't the best on promos but i could forgive that i kind of like the realism of his promos though as a canadian he was just like a canadian dude like you know that's, that's <laughs> um you know so brett you know austin of course um I was a big Triple H fan, thus the hunter on the uh on the BC part there. That's why it's a uh, BC oh. Hunter but uh you know that that um i don't know why i just love triple h especially once he broke away from dx and became the game and uh, yeah that's when i was a huge fan yeah, like yeah i agree like very late 99 2000 on it yes. was like here we go and yeah. then once he got like by 2000 2001 when he was ripped to shreds i was like yes. this is my dude <laughs> Man, like, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah like as soon uh, as he pulled out the the jean jacket with the leather yeah. jacket combo, I was yeah. hooked. <laughs> like the two man. Uh, what was it? The was it? No, they weren't the two man power trip. Or, or yeah, yeah, him and Austin yeah. 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 were the two man. Yeah. And then power trip, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say it, but I know people will get after me. But I was a Chris Benoit fan too. Uh, oh, yeah. The wrestler, Same. the wrestler. Forget the other stuff, but yeah, the wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just loved how real he was. Like he just was a buzzsaw, and he was one yeah. of those guys that back in the day for a smaller guy was believable. Um, so yeah, him. And then after that, like as a 47 year old, it's hard to say, Oh, I have a favorite wrestler now, (laughs) but I do have people that I enjoy watching now. And, uh, for me, um, Seamus Uh, to this day, I love Seamus because I know he's going to go in there and just have an, I'm not going to say banger, but he just, (laughs) you knew I was going to follow up on that. Uh, (laughs) He just puts on an absolute slug fest and like just seeing the welts on this man's body after a match and then, I'm starting to become a big fan of Gunther, you know, and watching, I'm kind of hoping it's him and Gunther at Mania if it's not going to be him and Brock. Um, Brock's another guy. I know people are so tired of Brock, but he brings the realism to it, and he's just downright scary, which he's the one guy where I still believe, okay, 
eh, this guy might actually go off on his own and do something crazy. So <laughs> I like that. Orton always enjoyed watching mm-hmm. Orton. And then, yeah, on AEW, like I'm not a huge AEW fan, but I can appreciate people that are in there. And like I say, MJF's just on another level oh, as yeah. far as, as what he's doing over there. Um, it's pretty amazing. And um, other than that, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I like watching more so like things like I, I enjoy watching impact and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. It's an easy watch. And I appreciate some of the people on that, like a Josh Alexander or somebody like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um it's there's not a favorite, just there's more people that I would rather watch. And I mean Seth has gone to another level too. Mm-hmm. You're right, Jay. Like he's just he just now it's like uh just break glass and have a five star match and away you go because Seth's yeah. gonna be there. And uh yeah. No, so um as far as like your experiences with wrestling, like live events, meeting wrestlers, things like that, or have you actually been involved, like literally been in the business in any capacity? You know, um, BC, BC's <laughs> chuckling because uh, when I was far too old, I decided to uh, step in the ring and try and do some training, and it, it only lasted a couple, uh, couple, a couple, couple sessions. And I was like, you know what? These concussions the next day at my day job Ooh. aren't uh, hmm. aren't doing too good. Hmm. But uh, so I have limited experience in actually getting inside a ring, but. Uh, well, I don't think either one of us has really been involved per se in an actual local promotion or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's more just kind of involvement in, in uh, we've had some, the local kind of talent on our show and we've done some promoting for them. But other than that, no, it's, we, we were getting to a little more shows definitely pre pandemic, but I, I haven't been to much after uh, everything's been kind of back up, open up, but that would be the extent of the, the actual in-person stuff. Well, you got a good story though about your indie experience back in the uh, the two thousands, though the early two thousands. Oh yes, we yeah <laughs> we did. So like young younger version of me, like university days, me where uh, there was a group of us that used to go to. There was a show that would run out of a bar. Literally, it was just like a pub tavern kind of bar. Like, I don't mm. know how the hell they got this ring in there. It was pretty small <laughs> space. Literally, like they, if they went on the top rope, they'd push through the kind of drop ceiling kind of thing. <laughs> wow. So, like, yeah, it was like stupid that they were even in there. But, um, we used to sit. So, like, just you're picturing what it was. It was just like the ring would be as far as they could get it. And then, like, the tables would be around. So, we we're like on top of the ring, sitting at our table, having wings and beer and being rowdy and 20 year olds. Uh, and we basically just kind of became a little bit part of the show and they would come and they would, do like matches like with outside like no DQ matches they come up to the table and we'd like bash them with stuff it was, just like, it was, it was pretty that's good. awesome so, yeah it was it was fun it was fun but that only lasted a little bit I guess for but but definitely was not uh involved per se we just made ourselves <laughs> we were the we were the uh genesis of the annoying fan we just made ourselves involved, involved <laughs> yeah for me uh so where I grew up, I didn't grow up in the same town that we're living in now. I grew up uh, four hours away from here, and we didn't really get much wrestling down there. Um, uh, I think we had maybe two WWF house shows come in the 90s that I went to see. Uh, the independent scene locally there had dried up by that point, so there was no indie So in my prime years that I could have went there when I, one, had transportation, had probably the alcohol influence, and <laughs> had some money in my pocket to, to actually go, there wasn't really anything I could go to. Um, and so by the time 
the indie scene was coming back. I was married, kid. I wasn't going to shows or anything like that. We still don't get very many shows. We hardly get anything here now as far as like WWE or anything like that. Um, I My one regret, I think, is that I missed the one Raw that was here back in 97 because it was quite the uh, eventful yeah. Raw. Uh, that, yeah. Well, you did, but we had the 2002 Raw and SmackDown tapings too. So that, that mm-hmm. was uh, th- those were fun. That was Mr. America. Yeah, I vividly, I, remember, <laughs> vividly remember those. I wasn't living here at that point either, so I missed out. Oh, that. Right, you did and, miss that, yeah. So the local indie scene, we like Jay mentioned, we've kind of tried to get to some shows more so now because of the podcast, but then the pandemic happened and that kind of screwed mm-hmm. things up. So I think eventually we'd like to get back into going, but um, it's just it just seems always been timing has been the problem with that. Yeah, but right. um, yeah, it's just it it hasn't been as flourishing a wrestling scene here locally for us. It, it, although it's quite busy right now, you'd have to agree, Jay, there's a lot of independent yeah, stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the problem, sorry, sorry, Steve, I just to further on that I'll point, like the only issue I have with the local scene for us anyway, it's, it's, it's a little watered down because you just have all of these guys who are not big guys. They're pretty small guys going to work for all of these six, seven promotions. So it's mm-hmm. always the same card. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. It's just like, that's the only reason why I'm not as jazzed up about it is because it's just, you just see, and these guys are great. They're, they're doing their thing, but I just don't want to see the same match 18 times a year. Right. Right. Like, yeah. We have about six or seven promotions here locally yeah, all of a with, sudden with using about the same thir- talent. with about 30 wow. talent overall. Right. Oh, wow. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's bad. Yeah, I'll be going to a show actually here. Today's Thursday, so I'll be going here in two days. Um, the Northern Wrestling Federation, which is out of Cincinnati, um, they're having a show down in Covington, Kentucky. And now now they put on some great shows. Um, there are a couple other um, companies in the Cincinnati area, and I have seen some of the same wrestles in NWF. There's, there have mm-hmm. been some that are also going for the other ones, um, even though they are trained by the NWF with, Roger Ruffin, who used to be a referee in the uh, WWF, he was actually mm-hmm. uh, he was the referee. Old guy, right? Um, yeah, he was. You know, <laughs> he had in yeah when he was a referee, he had the bowl cut. Yeah. Uh, yep, he was a referee for Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, and mm-hmm. then the uh, the Piper Brett match. Piper Brett, yeah, I remember yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's a super great guy. You know, he he actually owns NWF, and he's the head guy, and his basically his right hand man is Wildcat Chris Harris. Ah, um, nice. he, he, you can see right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is still seems weird to me that I actually, I know Wildcat now and he, he's one of the nicest people could ever meet. Every time he sees me at a show, he's like, Hey man, how you doing? And he's been on the show, but it's weird to think I have an action figure of somebody I actually know in person, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, the indie wrestling scene there, the NWF, they are considered, I, I think probably the better one in this area. Because they, the ones they train, they actually, they when they go wrestle somewhere else, they, they've actually been told, oh, you're one of Roger Ruffin's guys or girls. Oh, we know you'll you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So, uh, so I'm guess I'm kind of fortunate where I live now, um, in Southwest Ohio. I'm about 30 miles east of Cincinnati, that we actually have kind of a a scene here. Mm-hmm. And I actually missed the wall that was in Cincinnati this past Monday because, well, the tickets aren't free, and that's the only way I would <laughs> <laughs> because. You know, bills got to be paid, and got, they got to be paid first, or you know, people get upset. So, I wouldn't yeah. Know that. <laughs> uh, Steve, didn't the 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 Christ boys didn't they have a, a promotion down there too? Uh, 
uh, was it Jake Christ or, or yeah. whatever they from were Impact? Uh, for a while, Impact. Mm, I'm not they sure. Were with, they were with Sammy Callahan. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ohio versus everything was the yeah. group. Yeah, I think they did have one. I can't remember the name of it, but I think they did run a promotion. I don't. I don't think it lasted very long, but I think mm-hmm. they did have one. Okay. Well, let, me see, yeah. let me see if that's. Um, yeah, because I'm actually looking him up right now, and I just saw the way he spelled. He spelled Sammy. Threw me off. Yeah, um, I think they spelled it C R I S T. Um, oh, he's from Bell Fountain, Ohio, and he's built from Dayton, so uh, trained by Shark Boy. So I'm guessing, yeah, if he's involved with a promotion, and I'll kind of keep looking on the Wikipedia article because we know Wikipedia is is entirely 100 <laughs> percent accurate. <laughs> so uh, look, he may have had a promotion, but it may have been up around Dayton, um, up in that area. Dayton is about 65 miles um, or north, you know, from here, yeah. so. Uh, and when my daughter, when she gets back when, with her Disney thing, she'll actually be going back to school up in Dayton. Okay. Right. Um, like you're in Kentucky. So was that like an NWA stronghold back in the day? Uh, not really. No. I mean, they, they ran some shows, uh, near Louisville or Lexington, but not really. And um, I know when I first moved to Hopkinsville, Kentucky, that's actually where I met Dwaylon, you know, because I I was born in North Carolina. I lived there for uh, almost 15 years until we moved. And I got there, and first one of the first things I saw, they had an advertisement, and it was um, the wrestling out of Memphis, USWA. It was yeah. Lawler and all them. Um, they were putting on a show at the uh, the convention center, and I found that the convention center was – how far away from my house, Twayland? Maybe a mile, if that. Maybe, if that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Man. You know, and I was like, oh, cool. They got wrestling that she comes here. Last show they ever did, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was, I was kind of bummed out about that. And, you know, but. Uh, did I hear one of your guests mention the USWA and mention Eric Embry in an episode? Yes. I might think. Okay. Yeah. I remember back when he said that name, I was like, oh, my God. I remember it seemed like every. PWI or whatever magazine that came out had an article on Eric Embry. I'm like, who is this guy? Because, like, he seems like he's getting more press clippings than Hogan or something like that. I remember him. Who was that? Dwayland that we were, was it Randy? It was Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Kyle was talking about him. Okay. Um, See, I do yeah. listen to your show. <laughs> and, oh, and, oh, oh, we appreciate it, you know, because yeah. I, and I actually look at the stats and I'm like, Oh, Canada. Oh, how, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> now, our audience from India, I have no idea. Uh, we've actually, we're building an audience in India. My, um, not my direct boss, my boss's boss, he's actually from India. Okay. And, I sh- and I showed that to him and he's like, oh, that's really cool. And then he actually just went back for a few weeks just to, you know, visit family. And I was like, hey, why don't you promote the show while you're there? Well, while he was there, all of the numbers did grow some. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you promote the show? He's like, what? And I showed him, he's like, and he starts laughing. He's like, no, he said, I actually didn't mention it. But, <laughs> no, but I mean, um, but he's actually happy you know, that it, it is growing because at work, apparently I'm known as the wrestling podcast guy. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't help when I walk around with a, with, you know, with a coffee mug with, you know, yeah, I, have yeah. my, I have my other one too, my big tumbler. Um, but yeah, the, the wrestling podcast guy, everybody, every time anybody hears something about wrestling, any kind of news, they always will, will text me a link or they'll come up to me like um, a couple weeks ago. My boss, my my straight boss, he just walked over to me. He went, Saudi Arabia, huh? And that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, what do you guys yeah. think of that, by the way? 
Oh, uh, I, I think it's a nothing burger because it's not. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just completely fabricated based on a chat. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick Nick Khan has even come out and said it. It's just un unfoundedly not true, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean there won't be something there, but it what right. that story was was nothing. Well, so, somebody made the point. I mean, it's a publicly traded company. It's going to have to go through a whole vetting right. process yes. before mm-hmm. anything can come out. So it's just yeah. the old yeah. rumor mill. I mean, people. The, well, the rumor mill was that it, yeah. it it started from a group chat from someone internal in WWE that they just basically pulled it out of the air because they heard Stephanie quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because Stephanie quit, that connects the dots that oh, they must be bought by Saudis, which again is asinine because the Saudis own multiple things across the globe they don't get involved in that's they right. don't they're not going to tell it's just them the money what, not the it's people. just the money yeah they, mm-hmm. what is it uh manchester city that they own they don't yeah. do a single uh, thing with that team right i, I was they, about to ask which which premier league team it was for some reason yeah, it's manchester was, city like and it? that's a okay. that's a ginormous team that they have zero involvement in they don't go there and say we're going to run the day-to-day football operations of your team they just say yeah. here's your money give us money back like that's basically right right how they do it right so it's like the fact that Stephanie was, I think people forget, she was pulled back in mm-hmm. after yeah. taking a leave of absence. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. connect the dots. She she wanted back out, obviously. Yeah. And with Vince coming back in, it, it made sense. So I, I thought it was just everybody jumping the gun. And then it's yeah. just it's just so silly that, yeah. that that's reporting, right? Quote, unquote, or journalism, <laughs> quote, unquote. So. Anyway, it um, I think it's quickly died in that poor the poor guy who reported it. I don't know what he's saying now, but uh, he's probably <laughs> probably not going to tweet again for twenty years. I think. Yeah, well, he had two in a row. I think he had yeah. he, he uh, I think he predicted that Sasha was going to show up on uh, on uh, a, a- Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he had a good yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I still think Saudi is in the running because it just makes yeah, sense, probably. right? I mean, it, that's just a it's a logical um, not conclusion, but it's a logical assumption to make. But I think the biggest front runners are still Comcast, and and um, and weirdly, I think t- the Con family. I think they actually are a front runner. I really do. Hmm. I think people are like people poo pooed it, but then when you start to think about it, they own the Jaguars. They own um, ta- what is it? Not Tottenham, but they own another Premier team. They actually do have quite a lot of money, and people mm-hmm. were were poo pooing them because they couldn't put up. The eight and a half billion, but now I'm thinking. Uh, I think Daddy Khan has more than enough money oh, yeah. to fund this. Yeah. It's whether or not they want to do it as a merger, and whether or not that would get approved, which probably would because it's not a regulated industry, I guess. So right, they right. could do it. Well, that's what I'm um, wondering because uh, the U.S. laws say a monopoly is anything over thirty percent. But where where was that when WCW right. got bought? I don't I don't yeah. think it I don't yeah. think this right. is yeah. so, I don't think it's considered the same the same stuff as regular consumer type products. Jerry yeah. McDivitt would tear that apart in no yeah. time. There. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but I, I just I can't I think Vince out of spite wouldn't sell to the cons to be quite honest. Perhaps, I know perhaps. But yeah, but I, but I, I there's I lawsuits this... against Vince too that that might yeah. he might not have a say. Yeah. There there's class actions already in place to yeah. remove him again. So yeah, that's I don't, that's not going to happen. The I guy know. the guy's bulletproof. It's unreal. But I floated this one out to to Jay. I, I said I think it is the Saudis, 
And I think the whole Saudi show situation that's been going on over the last few years was a down payment. <laughs> it's like, they, no, seriously, like they paid so yep. much money for those shows yeah. and they get whatever they want. I, I have, a, I, I was saying that's their down payment yeah. and they're just buying it over the year or something like that. And yeah. Well, well, um, the, the, the connection is there, right? Vince is clearly in there. He's well liked. He has their relationship, but I think there is a very strong case to be made for Comcast given the network of the Peacock connection mm-hmm. given the yep. usa connection given how seamless it would be given that comcast wants ip right and that's what wwe is it's it's intellectual property that they can then make more money off of they oh, don't yeah. care that it's wrestling they just care that it's an ip right so uh, personally i hope it's comcast because we probably have uh, a much more seamless transition if that's the case the saudis opens up a whole can right i mean that's vince probably coming back in charge he won't be in charge oh. if Comcast buys him. I don't think it's, no. it's like he's way too nuclear heat for for Comcast. Probably yes. the Saudis would not care at all. They would oh be, yeah, they're not going to care again, right? Because so, he would just give them carte blanche, whatever yeah. they asked for. Yeah, and Comcast would be like, no. Comcast no. would want to distance themselves <laughs> as far away from that seventy-seven-year-old like man. Probably like you're too hot, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I need you to stay over yeah. here. <laughs> you go, you go, count your money over there in the corner yeah. and stay off the public sphere and we'll, we'll be fine. But, but also the Saudi deal would probably um, take them private, which yeah, that I don't know if it's a good thing anymore or not. So like that, that worries me too. So the Comcast is what I'm pulling for first and foremost. And hopefully that that's what would happen. And they're big enough. There's the ESPN. I guess they met with ESPN too. Like that would make sense that they would want some, some ESPN plus content. Right. So yeah. Well, yeah, the, uh, because the Go Network, you have ESPN, ABC, and Disney. Yeah. You know, um, of course, as well with them being on Peacock, but they're also on Fox Sports. And then if they were to go with the Go Network, now they have an affiliation with ABC. So I, I'd almost mm-hmm. want to tell them, look, guys, you need to make up your mind which <laughs> yeah. network. Yeah. You know where you're going to go with. Well, whoever uh, buys them is going to kibosh all those deals, though, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's that's done as soon as if it's if it's Comcast or it's um, ESPN slash. ABC Disney, then then those deals are done. They cease to exist. I think going forward, it's just they own everything. Like it's just that's it. Well, right. I think the telltale sign would be if all of a sudden Sami Zayn up and quits. Yeah. Sign. Yeah. Well, again, even if even if it is Saudi, uh, I think Sami's perfectly safe. The women aren't going to be wearing full no. body suits and all. Again, it's just. It's I think just it was financial. an overreaction. It's yeah, financial. it's an overreaction. It's, yeah. They're um, not going to come in there and put their finger on everything because that's not what they do. They haven't. The his, history has proven they just buy things and let it be run as yeah. it's being run. Like that's right. That's, that's it's it. an investment for them. That's, right. it's, 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 it's that's what it is. It's quote a unquote fund. money laundry. It's, it's what fund, it is. Right? You know. So yeah. yeah. But I hope it's Shane again. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like in two thousand one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll come back, Daddy. Remember how you fired me last year? Yeah, right after the Rumble. I'm Did you guys bad. see what? how much he got for that? Did you guys see here no. how much he got? Eight hundred, eight hundred and yeah. something thousand dollars for the Rumble. Wow, that was what he was paid. <laughs> well earned. Yeah, uh, for one of the worst historical Rumbles of uh-huh. of all time, oh, and it really was. And here in a little over a week, we're going to have this year's Rumble, and I haven't even really analyzed it yet to get you know to even think about who i think is going to win both the women's and the men's you know i, can't, I think it's I, going to be good i think it's going to be yeah, good this year really yeah good. because it's it's wide open there's no generally you have a you know an idea going in the clear-cut winner mm-hmm. and because you can tell who they're strapping the rocket to but this year it's like it's anybody's guess 
Did you did you guys see now that all the hubbub on Twitter today is uh, WWE has just put out some new rock merchandise on WWE.com. Oh, yeah. And uh, also the 30th anniversary show on Monday, they're mm-hmm. going to have the ultimate, what is it, the ultimate uh, acknowledgement for Roman from all the generations of Samoans. So yeah. there might be some uh, starting to start the uh, story. Yeah. Sign, sign me up. Thing. Sign me yeah. up. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Rock needs Rock needs something to distract people from black. Well, they won't. Exactly. But the Rock mm-hmm. needs something to distract people from this whole all this Black Adam DC stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. The best part, the best meme I saw is somebody put that it is the Rock showing up, but it's actually the guy playing him in the show. <laughs> the <other laughs> <guy>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, well, Dwayne, do you have any, any more questions? Or? Uh, no, none that I can think of. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you all for coming on the show. It's been a great talk. Um, hope we can do it again soon. Appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, Let's do it again. And I just want to point out, Dwayne's got the Green Bay Packers tumbler there on his desk. Yes. You know, we got BC rock, rocking all the Bill stuff. <laughs> um, you know, then I got I got the wrestling stuff, which I know normally Jay would have because his yes. oh, yeah. selection yeah. that was really impressive, and I was looking forward to see that again. I'm in yeah, flux, but, uh, but moving. You know, I haven't. It has been fun watching the cars go by your window. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that <laughs> again. Yeah. No blinds. It's it's yeah. a it's a whole chaotic state right now. But and Jay, you were talking about earlier, like people like wanting the dog wrestling, and then but you were talking about Marvel right right above me. I have uh. A WWE championship belt that my wife bought me, and then she bought me a replica of Thor's hammer for nice. Christmas. So it's like nice. I've got them both. <laughs> nice. This this room is going to turn into uh, to my my much loved room. It just it's got to be a work in progress still. So right, gonna be gonna be uh, I can do whatever I want in this room now. So it's it's gonna be fun. Oh, I did have one question for my twelve year old son. He wanted me to ask, what's it like living in Canada? <laughs> well that's a loaded question uh, it's, 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 like, before it's, pandemic or after? yeah because <laughs> it's so a whole I, different I think, country now i think the best the best way to describe it is we are kind of like you the american little annoying brother right i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of we like to be we we like to think we're not American, but we take steal everything from you guys. So like literally most <laughs> of our cult- culture is just stolen from you guys. But then we yep. like to flaunt some things of our own, but that stuff's usually not the better stuff anyway. So it's just like, it's America light, but like without <laughs> more hockey. Of, yeah. With more, <laughs> more hockey, hockey. <laughs> with more hockey and without the, uh, the constitution. So I, that's yeah. the best way to describe it. Definitely without the constitution. <laughs> Definitely without the constitution and, and way more royalty uh, involved in our country. So yeah, uh, one of the best concerts I ever saw was rush when it's still one of my favorite bands of all time. So there I you say, go. yes, I love Canada just for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> uh, but we, I am going to go ahead and wrap up, but thank you so much for coming on. We really yes, appreciate it. Um, Hopefully, you know, our listeners who have never listened to you, they'll go out and listen to you and they'll give you the ratings and the reviews. And, and I appreciate, you know, um, you know, you putting the word out for us. I, that was one of the reasons that bumped us up to over a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand. Oh God, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. To have yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, over the hundred, the hundred subscribers on YouTube, uh, because it was like, like what, two days after. Yeah. Two days you know, after I looked that, and I was like, like, oh my God. Our numbers we're... just doubled. Yeah. Nice. 
um, nice. between y'all and a coworker apparently also put us in a gaming message board, you know, um, but I like to think you may have a combination of both, but I know <laughs> that the wrestling part would definitely help because mm-hmm. wrestling people like to support other wrestling people. And so, uh, but thank you so much for that. I mean, that, that, that just had me just floating for that. Like, Hey, we only had a hundred. So, um, that yeah. goes doubly for us, Steve, man. Yeah. I, we really appreciate the support you guys give us the shout outs that you give us every episode. Really appreciate that too. So, uh, I will say it right now. You guys have a great podcast. Uh, you do a Thank great you. job of, uh, of keeping it real and, and not getting into caught up in all the, the crap that goes on around the whole wrestling scene. And I, I implore people, if you're listening to this episode because it's you listen to ours, go follow these guys, subscribe to them, listen to them, put them on your daily uh, or weekly uh, listening charts and do that because uh, this is a great community and uh, you two are a big part of that community. Thank you. Oh, thank you. For sure. Uh, very nice of you to say that. We really appreciate it because we think the same thing of y'all too. Because yep. ever since Absolutely. I first heard, I said, I said, hey, Dwaylen, I've listened to a podcast, a wrestling podcast out of Canada. You got to go check it out. And, you know, ever since then, we, we've been big fans um, mm-hmm. ever since. And I love what you're doing now with the Wrestling with the Wars. So, yeah, uh, we definitely got to make a return engagement on both shows. And, oh, and I think it'd be a lot of fun because this has also been fun again. Yes, it has. So, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But until we can actually talk again, my friends, I have to say good night and God bless. God bless. Thank you. Thank you.